0: Concept.
1: Concept. Albon. Albon. Uh, only one of us writes a script.
2: Oh, I've yeah, got. A, I have a is. script tonight as well. I've actually pre-recorded oh, it. No. I've pre-recorded it, but Uh-oh. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it or. I don't think we will because I think we need to well, have spontaneity. If
3: you, it, if you play it, we'll get you'll get a reaction, then you can we can edit in. Um, yeah, but then I can't react back. What do you mean you can't react? back? You are you say, sitting
1: down, Chris. I'm sitting down. <laughs> I
3: usually sit down. I don't usually sit up. Um just I before, set up. Before we start, I just wanted to <laughs> yes. say, I'm on
2: Spotify and I can see who's been listening to what over the last, um, mm. you know, I follow certain people, like I follow Robert Barnhill who two, two hours ago was listening to Golden Slumbers by the Beatles. Jim Terry, do you either of you know Jim Terry? I don't think you know Jim Terry. No,
1: no, not a guy with two first names. He listened to... He's ruled out straight away.
2: Fifty-five minutes ago, he listened to "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, let's get him on. <laughs> we want him. And he thought it sounded. He thought it sounded fresh. Yeah. Artists,
2: the aesthetics and artistry of
1: artists. An artist is a young person who's a contestant on The Voice. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the new meaning of the word. Artist, uh, I don't know who number two, number one is this week, but I know who number two streaming artist is this week on Spotify, Ed Sheeran. He's dropped off.
2: Fantastic. He's coming, he's coming up on this. He, he's coming up on today's program in my rave. Oh, oh in oh. fact. I, I, I guess we've started, haven't we? Is this shirt slimming?
3: Presented by Christopher Sulos, Robert Barnhill, Philip Muscatello. The highs, the lows, the triumphs, the invigilators, the laughter, the tears—is this shirt slimming? I guess it must be a podcast.
1: Oops! Did you two get my photos of the Jags? We did. The, 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 the Jags—is that the guys? The guys with the haircuts? They were an actual band in 1962. They were ahead of their time. Those guys. Oh, ahead, all right.
2: A triumph of pomade.
3: <laughs> but who was the, who was the white uh, the white Elvis who had a haircut like that? What was his? You remember him, the white Elvis? Oh, I'm going <laughs> to have to look him up. Edit, edit. There point. was a black Elvis.
1: <laughs> Ambulance to the Blue Mountains, please. Ambulance to the Blue Mountains. Someone call triple zero. <laughs> come on, come on, pull it together, Chris. Come
3: this sounds like a whole episode. Who was the Black Elvis? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who was the Black Elvis? Um, Chuck Berry wasn't Johnny Mathis. <laughs> no. Oh God, I'm hot already.
2: Sorry, I'm just going to take off my jumper. Hang on, Phil.
1: And we think we did, accidentally saw sorry? a few stretch marks. Is that all? <laughs>
2: Undulations.
1: He used to be ripples.
2: <laughs> now, now it all ripples. <laughs>
1: Don Ripples was great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory there was a black Elvis, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a he. Oh, it was like Big Mama, whats oh. the
3: face One who wrote one Jailhouse no, Rock?
1: my theory, my theory that Ella Fitzgerald is the antithesis of Elvis. Mm-hmm. She's a black woman that sounds white, whereas mm-hmm. Elvis was allegedly a white male that sounded black. Well, he was, he was majorly uh, Indian as well. American Indian, Cherokee or something, wasn't he? Yeah. What? Elvis?
2: Yeah. 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 He he was a result of miscegenation. I
1: think I've uh, walked into the wrong show.
2: Yes. It's the Ku Klux Klan Klan (laughs) show. (laughs) <laughs> I might just uh, launch into my rave, if that's okay, gentlemen. Can we get comfortable? Yeah, yeah, just get comfortable. Put your feet up. This is, good. This is going to take some time.
3: <laughs> Pull the car over. The-
2: oh, because I still want to remain in the deep south of America, like where Elvis came from, but I'm talking about Kentucky now, and the Travis Pick. So um, this is all came about because when I was at Maurizio's having my guitar lesson, Dear Maurizio, who we're all dear friends with.
3: What's Maurizio's surname and how do you say his name properly, just in case someone's looking for a good guitar teacher? Maurizio. Mauri, Mauri.
2: Mauri DeBruzzo. Maurizio DeBruzzo. Anyway, I'm having this guitar lesson and he's showing me various finger styles. And he shows me Landslide, the Fleetwood Mac song, and he calls it the Americana Pick. I don't know about you boys, but I don't do anything anymore without first referring to a YouTube video. So I find out that this Americana pick is also known as the Travis pick, after Merle Travis. Have you, have you heard of Merle Travis? I have heard of Merle I Travis, have. Phil. Anyway, so I'm following this video of Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac, where he does call it the Travis pick and is describing it. But I've never been a great Fleetwood Mac fan. There's always been something distasteful about their West Coast vibe. And Stevie Nicks' White Witchy Woohoo. And Lindsay Buckingham.
1: But, but, they had some great songs. But
2: Stevie Nicks. They did have some great songs. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. And Lindsay Buckingham. Oh. Lindsey Buckingham never seemed to smile in more particularly dreadful outfits. Do you remember some of those outfits? Have a look at some images online. To I some. think he's cool. Yeah, but you've seen Robert, what he wears. and <laughs> Thank you, Chris. But I'm watching this video now and I'm watching Lindsay and I'm admiring his playing and actually thinking he's a nice guy. He's a pretty good player. And in the video he calls himself a refined primitive as far as his playing goes. And he never uses a pick either, which I can relate to because I love playing without a pick. Merle Travis was born and raised in Muhlenberg County, Kentucky, which is coal mining country in the American South. He picked up on the rich musical traditions of the region, including a picking style which, of course, originally came from a black man, like just about everything in American music, Arnold Schultz. And he was born into a family of touring musicians in Ohio County, Kentucky, in 1886. He was the son of a former slave. He developed a jazzy thumb-style method of playing guitar that eventually evolved into the Kentucky style. This style was passed along in the region via several musicians, including... Including Ike Everly, who was the father of the Everly brothers And who was a progenitor, a progenitor of this picking style
3: Ike Everly was a, was a coal miner
2: Well, speaking of coal mining, this uh, Merle became an icon of country music His many hits included 16 Tons A coal mining song, which you may recall was one of the first songs that brought us together, Chris
3: 1976 16 Tons and Why Do You Good we, yeah, we did it live, live to air he also
2: wrote a song called Cannonball Rag and um, my personal favourite song which is called So Rich, So Round, So Fully Packed which is a song praising woman using advertising slogans of the time. Rob's disappeared. Are you still with us, Rob?
1: Well, I, I, I popped out of the clinic. <laughs> is, is, is it good
3: news, is it negative or is it bad news positive?
1: <laughs> Tell me to stop listening to Phil's monologue.
2: The Travis Pick is an iconic tradition of playing Which has passed through folk music and artists Like Paul Simon, Johnny Cash, Mark Knopfler Leo Kotke, Nick Drake Even Heartbeats by Jose Gonzalez The famous Swedish musician Is a kind of Travis Pick <laughs> And I just saw on YouTube Ed Sheeran doing a cover of Don't Think Twice, It's Alright Which of course brings me to what I want to really talk about tonight Which is how great Bob Dylan is. Uh,
3: uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm is, not sure I'm uh, not sure if you're up to this
2: but Chris and I have been going on about Bob Dylan about how wonderful he is and well
1: how I
3: think uh, about uh, he is one of it, one, one, <laughs> one side of the conversation is about how wonderful he is
1: cuz I know how, how
3: yeah, it took
1: me a long while to like him but gee I like oh, him oh there's some so many good
2: songs but what what happened with Chris was I was I said to Chris I sh- sent him the YouTube what clip ha- what happened with Chris I t- I sent you the YouTube clip of um, yeah. the start of The Big Lebowski Where Bob Dylan's yeah, singing The Man in Me Over all those slow motion pictures of yeah, the not, the guys
3: bowling Yeah, it's not fair,
2: not fair And then, so Chris in turn sends me a, a, a clip of John Lennon That bitter old tart <laughs> Complaining about how <laughs> dreadful
1: and, and famous McCartney <laughs> hater Oh really, I wonder why Get in the queue There's a long
2: line <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I should point out that not only has David Bowie written a song about Bob Dylan, "Song for Bob Dylan," but Brian Ferry has done a whole album called Dylanesque of Dylan, Bob Dylan covers. So I see your John Lennon, and I raise you David Bowie and Brian Ferry
1: on top of a career that featured at least one Dylan song per album, I think. I'll get you, Muscatello. I'll get you. It's <laughs> the Sound like you're having sex. Oh, thank God for the edit button.
2: <laughs> I can see Christopher's
3: tuning out a little bit here, and um,
1: no, no, it's I, I just oh, that's because we're talking yeah, about certainly. Dylan.
3: That's right. That's that's what happens to me. I, I just like yeah, Dylan finished. Yeah, okay, next, <laughs> go on. But no, go go on, guys. I'm learning something. Are you feeling any stirrings in your loins towards Bob? No.
1: Awkward
2: silence.
3: All along the watchtower belongs to Jimi Hendrix. That's all I want to say.
2: Well, I think we should point out that Bob Dylan inspired Jimi Hendrix to sing. Jimi Hendrix thought, if Bob
3: Dylan can sing, I can sing. That's right, which says a lot about Bob Dylan's <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> so it 's bob dylan 's fault oh, no, well, Jimmy had a horrible voice, really, but his rhythm was phenomenal, and every now and then he would sing like bob dylan i 've got a version of like a Rolling Stone and just like a woman because Jimmy was a massive bob Dylan fan and i 've got to take i mean seriously it was you know there 's no doubt about it bob dylan 's not a bad writer <laughs> but uh, but yeah i, I don 't think look even even like like a rolling stone there 's certain lines i love to wait i 'll wait for in there. I like the Mighty Quinn, but I prefer the version by um, Manfred Mann. I like, I like I like the covers of. I think the guys who do the covers hear the song better than Bob. Well, that's true. Well, they're removed from. They're not. They're not Bob Dylan. They're not Bob Dylan. Oh, they don't funny. have an image. This.
1: Bob's a shit singer, but well, well. it's just something about the way. He oh, does by it. the way, I
3: found out who that uh, guy I was looking for. It wasn't. It wasn't the the, the, the white Elvis. <laughs> it was the <laughs> this guy I was looking for was the black James <laughs> Brown. <laughs> the <white James> <laughs> I did that again. The white James Brown. <laughs> as opposed, to, as opposed to, to, the Michael, to the black Michael Jackson. Yeah, I like the black Michael Jackson more than I like the white Michael. And there's a guy called Wayne, Wayne Cochran who had the best hair I've ever seen. in my Could he could have been in the Jags? That's, That's what I'm thinking. I think it's the same period. Well, check out his hair. Wayne Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N.
1: What about Wayne Newton?
3: Who doesn't like Wayne Newton?
1: Oh, I love Wayne Newton. What's what's not to laugh?
3: You know, he sings that way because his mother's sick. <laughs> Who am I looking up, Chris Wayne? Who? Wayne Wayne Cochran, C O C H R A N. Is
0: is
3: is this shirt?
2: Can I just um, bring it back to Bob just for a second? Because you mentioned "Like a Rolling Stone" before, and if you, if I told yeah, you the story yeah. about "Like a Rolling Stone," the recording of "Like a Rolling Stone," about Al Cooper.
3: Oh, Al, oh. Al Cooper. Yeah, yeah. It's Al. That's Al on organ.
2: Al on organ, Al Cooper on organ. Yeah, but Al, that's right. Al, Al, Al Cooper is well known for putting together blood, sweat, and tears, and uh, Leonard Skinner
3: and Suggy Otis, who is still one of my favourite musicians on the planet, who's considered to be the other Prince, the Black is, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, is half Greek, half uh, half black, yeah. and uh, isn't Prince half black, half what? South
2: Italian American or something half Italian. half Italian. There you go. Just getting back to the like a Rolling Stone story,
1: and he and he's not a keyboard player,
2: and he's not. Well, he he's an organist of of sorts, but he couldn't actually even play the organ when he turned up for the session of like a Rolling Stone. He was just friends.
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees.
2: Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This with the sound engineer. The sound engineer <laughs> let him into the session. Apparently, Hammond, I'm not sure, you, Chris, you can tell me this, but apparently Hammond organs yeah. take 10 minutes to even turn on and warm up. And well, they've, was... got
3: get in, they've got to get in tune. Yeah, some of them, some of the old ones. Yep, yep, they can. Yep, and it's probably an old one. For...
2: Yeah, that was very lucky that when he walked in, it was actually on, warmed up, and, and ready to go. And the band came in, and started playing like a Rolling Stone. And Al Cooper just started playing that, all the way through, and hitting bum notes. And his engineer mate was pulling him out of the mix, and then putting him back into the mix, and pulling him out again as he's making mistakes. He's just making mistakes. <laughs> I'm to, to hear it again. And at the at the end of the session, they um at the end of the take, they are all in the, the the booth, and they're listening to it. And Bob goes. I like it, <laughs> and that's the <laughs> version that became like a Rolling Stone. <laughs>
1: I like it, and who are you? <laughs> <laughs> my um, my take on Al Cooper is personally the high point of Al's career was when he was lucky enough to produce the solo uh, Phil Judd album, Private Lives. Did he? He did. Oh wow! Is that Phil?
3: Sorry, is that am I uh, Phil Judd? Not from Spectrum. Is that his name?
1: That... No, from Split Ends. Oh,
3: Mike Mike okay. Rudd from Spectrum and oh, Phil Mike Judd Rudd, from. Sorry, okay. From Split okay. Ends. Wow, okay, Mike, cool. Mike
2: Rudd counting the beat. Mike Rudd Travis picks. We can add him to my. I'm just adding him to my list of Travis pickers now. A spreadsheet, I hope.
3: What's wrong with Paul McCartney's playing on Blackbird? That's not Travis pick. That's not
2: Travis picking. Right. What is it? Travis picking means that you've got the bass, you're doing the bass going boom, 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 boom with the bass and um, then playing a kind of a melodic thing with one other finger. This is the amazing thing. It's all just the thumb and the index or the second finger. It's nothing. It's And there's so much noise that comes out of it. It's unbelievable. I'm just going go to tr- test that. I'll go get my guitar as well. Oh.
1: Get my- Rob, get your saxophone.
3: Bill, let's... How do you do this?
2: That's the Travis pick. What key are you in? Oh, I've got a capo on. Oh. It's always better with a capo as well. So, that's... It's to do with the... Um, the thumb the thumb thing going
3: That's the Roman army coming in through the gates.
2: <laughs> Isn't it amazing how you make it sound like jazz? <laughs> Whereas the, the, the picking style for um, Blackbird is a I dare not play the actual Blackbird in case Paul McCartney's legal team descends upon us.
1: <laughs> They're behind you. <laughs> <laughs> They're always behind you. And he owns all that stuff now. I think we've talked about that.
2: That's right, because the Beatles catalogue has uh, gone through several hands, including Michael Jackson's.
1: And uh, Lang Hancock.
3: Really? Really? Yes, guys. Lang Hancock owned the, the Beatles uh, catalogue for many years and... Uh, one of the conditions... Michael Jackson was bidding on it while he was working with Paul McCartney doing... Was it not Ebony and Ivy? was that one of the... Oh, she's, she's All Mine or something, wasn't it? That horrible single they did. The Girl Is
1: Mine. That Girl Is Mine, yeah. Yeah. Phil, and, uh, Phil, got it first.
2: I am the wedding DJ.
3: <laughs> yes, that's right. The girl. So, so while they were recording The Girl Is Mine, um, I think Paul was talking about his catalogue because it was already out of their hands, and uh, Michael dropped some joke about... Uh, more or less alluding that he should be careful, he'll probably end up buying it. So anyway, Michael Jackson did do a concert. Well, the condition of him buying it from Lang Hancock was he did a concert for his daughter. Set up the whole stage in Perth, did the concert, and uh, that was part of the uh, payment for the catalogue. Get down. Get out of the room.
1: (laughs)
2: I could at this point tell another Bob Dylan story. Do you know about the Dave Stewart story? Dave Stewart from Eurythmics? No. What about him? Okay, Bob Dylan and, and, um, and Dave Stewart were working together. Oh, this sounds like a joke, but it's this is actually a true story. I've, I've checked it out. So
1: Bob Dylan it's, and... Uh... Walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah, walk into a bar.
2: Now, anyway, so Dave Stewart said, look, if you're ever in, in London, come up to my studio. He lived in somewhere called Crouch End Hill. And so Bob Dylan was in London at some stage and um, was at a loose end, got into a taxi and said, can you take me to a crouch hill end, uh, a certain number? And um, anyway, there's all these crouches and hills and hill crouch end in, in London, apparently. And so the taxi driver ended up taking him to the right number but in the wrong street. And uh, so Bob Dylan knocks on the door and the woman answers and he says, is, is Dave here? No, but he'll be back in an hour. And so he goes inside an hour later. Dave the plumber arrives <laughs> and says, "Are there any messages?" And his wife says, "No, but Bob Dylan 's in the front room having a cup of tea." <laughs>
1: He did an album with the plumber. <laughs> 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 he really dug deep. <laughs> unreleased, unreleased. That's great. That's fantastic.
2: But this is the thing about Bob Dylan: is that he sounds like a very nice guy, and he's, he's constantly on tour. He's never not touring. I
3: don't think, uh, or it seems like he's afraid that of way. going home. He's afraid of going home. But um, the never-ending tour.
2: On the net, there's all these sites about um, Bob Dylan sightings, you know, and people are seeing him all the time and he just seems to like to wander.
3: Like a rolling stone, doesn't he? he oh, like a Chris, stone. that's deep. <laughs> so what are we going to do about MP3s now that they're dead, Phil?
2: Well, now that are MP3s they? are dead, you need to tell us about why they're
1: dead. <laughs> oh, what happened? Where?
3: Oh, see what I mean? See, Rob doesn't know. Now, oh, the, I don't know. the world is aghast. MP3s are finished. They're no longer being supported by the Fraunhofer Institute. Fraunhofer, I think it is. Fronhofer, whatever. Whoever knows the pronunciation of the name, please email us. What's the upshot from that? Well, it, it's going to go public domain so that the coding will be available, which is, which is the standard amongst the, um, the audio fraternity. If there's a coding... Say, say some guy creates some amazing compressor or reverb unit or, or delay machine and he dies... You can bequeath it to, you, to your, your kids so that they control the licensing, but if you die without bequeathing it, the coding goes out into the public domain. So anyone can have a look at it, take it apart, re, rebuild it, uh, but you can't resell it as your own. Uh, same as MP3. So Fronthopper Institute is no longer supporting MP3. The license has finished, but it doesn't mean that MP3 is dead. It's still being supported by the public, by people who can code it. So yeah, what it means is that uh, the go- it's, uh, when, when if you bought a lower-level, say, audio recorder, you had to pay for the licence to use MP3. You had to go and pay a licence for
1: I'm it. I'm going to get a much more comfortable chair. But now, I am that's a... uh, no longer the case. It's th- it's free. While you were talking about MP3, Chris, that was fascinating. I looked up a list of commonly used phrases. Are you ready? My contention is yes. I could read you this list and it would sound like a set list of ACDC. Are you ready? <laughs> fight, fi- fight fire with fire. Fish <laughs> okay. out of water. Go. Fit as a fiddle. Flea market. (laughs) Foaming at the mouth. What do you think? (laughs) Keep on trucking. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your shirt on. Knock your socks off. Know your ropes. Knuckle down.
2: And thunderstruck? Throw
1: in the towel. (laughs) No, they're not ACDC songs, but they could be.
2: It's Aussie metal, isn't it? No other country can...
1: (laughs) Tough it out. Two down. One to go.
2: I've been trying to explain what the difference is between heavy metal, hard rock... And ACDC well, it... How would you describe the music? Because it's not heavy metal, is it?
1: No, they're it's, it's the cabaret version The cabaret what? version of um, metal Metal is its own cabaret What are you saying? <laughs> true, true <laughs> ACDC particular.
2: Hang on, that—that no, no, I think metal's far more cabaret
1: <laughs> than ACDC They're the Barry Manilow of metal <laughs> no, they're, the,
3: they're a hard rock band
1: Says. They're not a hard rock
3: band. But what is? Oh, they're, oh, they're, well, they're not but a soft or a hard band rock, rock band. What? A, what <laughs> 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 easy, easy listening hard rock.
2: A O R. Easy listening hard rock. Now, guys, uh, I know there's always an easy listening song <laughs> trying to break out of a hard rock song, but uh, Chris, you were you were just about to say <laughs> about Malcolm Young's guitar.
3: Yeah, he's loud and clean. It's 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 absolutely amazing because all these guys, there's all these guys in all these forums um, who who try and get his sound like what pedal do I use or, <laughs> or oh, which guitar <laughs> what sort of pickups and and what chain what chain of pedals do you have? It's basically a guitar going straight into an amp, clean as and played like him,
1: cabaret clean.
3: There's no magic formula,
2: and he is the back. Well, he was the backbone, and unfortunately, his. Not
3: going to be the with songs us, don't very work with it. so it's um it'll be interesting to see didn't they get a, a younger cousin or brother or something or, yeah cousin or son of like cousin yeah it'll still cousin, work yeah. it's a it's a family groove you know i mean that
2: is that's one thing about a c d c they've got this um you know this hell bent drive just to keep yeah. going, no matter what you know no matter who dies, <laughs> no matter who falls over, no matter who gets arrested
1: <laughs> and goes to jail It's kind of and it uh, always it just, sounds yeah. the same well, yeah it's great, it's amazing. <laughs>
2: In fact apparently half of Balmain is owned by ACGC as part of their property portfolio that they built up over the that's years. That's why it's got so much music <laughs> in there. Who who and that's and that's a f- the funny thing about Balmain you see you see these young guys you will see these young guys that look like they're from Wayne's world, you know, gormless young guys with black t-shirts walking down Darling Street occasionally making the pilgrimage to Malcolm Young's really? mansion, really? Really Cabaret headquarters at East Balmain at Cabaret
1: headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Aussie rock mates
2: Let's do a professional sign off I've got a new slogan for us Is this shirt slimming? We gladly feast on the
3: future to nourish the past What do you think? we we'll, we'll gladly feast on the fish to nourish the pasta. Is that
1: what you said? <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit confused after, are you recording? <laughs> Yuri's not on this.
2: Well, you know what that music means, Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, we wish to say goodbye and thanks for joining us for another episode, but are we recording?
1: <laughs> are we on? <laughs> Morning!
3: Yeah, so, uh, well, that's the, look, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking about, you know, we insert topic here. <laughs> You've been listening to Is This Shirt Slimming? Brought to you
0: by the Dapto Foreskin Restoration Clinic. Time to act. Become intact. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.